Welcome everybody to the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we split a six pack and talk about three different topics each over the course of one beer. I'm your host, Nick Wagella, and I'm here joined by my youngest brother, first time alone on the pod, Mitchell Wagella. Welcome to Michigan. What's up, guys? What's up? Mitchell's here. (laughs) Okay, that's enough of that. (laughs) Mitchell, welcome back to the great state of Michigan. Much better than your uh, current state of Arizona. How's it feel? Actually, it feels good. I'm really glad that all the snow melted before I got here. Yeah. (laughs) I have been bitching about the weather a lot in these podcasts, as all of you listeners there know. Yeah, all of you. (laughs) All ten of you guys. All right. Well, Mitchell, uh, rather than waste time small talking, why don't you tell us what we're drinking tonight? All right. What we got going on here is a little bit from the Ordock Brewing Company. Uh, how do you pronounce that? Is that Saison? 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 I'm going to say Saison because that sounds weirder. Uh, what this is, it's a thirst for self-reliance. Hard work is both embodied and rewarded in this name of beer. Meaning... <laughs> Meaning season in French, except it's temperate ideals of citrusy oh, notes. Saison, saison. Yeah, the point is, it's got a, it's got a little bit of a yeast in it, and it, it's a beer that you drink. All right, doing. nothing I like better than a little bit of yeast in my mouth. Oh yeah, I know all the ladies out there can feel me on that one. I hear you on that, brother. I'm Wait, gonna, what? Oh, look what I did. Is that every time you open a beer on this podcast that it foams up? Yeah, I don't know. What, I don't know what happened. I didn't spill it though, but I got a little bit of a mountain up here. All right, mm. you ready to do this? Cheers, brother. Interesting. That's interesting. Interesting. I'll, I'll leave it at that. That's uh. It's got you know, a little it doesn't bit even of taste a like beer. Is this even alcoholic? Oh yeah, it's seven percent. A little strong. bit of an oaky afterbirth. It tastes really bubble. Oh, that's because I'm just drinking bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> this is really carbonated. I think they put some carbon in this beer, but not bad. Um, it's not an IPA. It's actually it's a Belgian-style ale, but it tastes a little bit like an IPA, but like a, a light IPA. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, I hate IPAs, and I don't hate this one a lot, which means that it's pretty good for your standards. There's this beer that a uh, friend of the pod, Dave Jeremy, has been uh, getting me hooked on. It's called Solid Gold by Founders, and it tastes a lot like that which that's a lager but it tastes like an ipa but this tastes less like an ipa more like a belgian style ale how do you feel how do you what do you say did you like it or no i mean i don't hate it is which is a good thing and if you guys don't know me but for you that his do, favorite is, beer is bud light okay my favorite beer is not bud light <laughs> he loves bud light he's got like a tattoo or something i think i like drinking blondes and you know pilsners like right now i also have next to me a canadian pilsner uh this beautiful company i think you know them as labat mm-hmm. um this is their blue light edition special edition just came out 50 years ago mitchell we got to stop advertising for other beers that are not on the pod. Okay, like I'm we've sorry. done twice so far. Oh, I apologize. Come on. It's <laughs> <laughs> a really foamy beer. <laughs> so like Mitchell said, he likes doing blondes and taking pills. Uh, that leads me to tell you guys that we have a great episode for you guys tonight. We're going to talk about sports, entertainment, and politics like we always do. <laughs> oh, but this night there's a twist. I'm uh, just kidding. No, we're just going to do the same thing. <laughs> Yes, uh, yeah, standard. Stand- we did a twist last week with Amanda, highly rated episode. I encourage all of you to check it out if you haven't. We did some love advice. 
got some random questions, answered them all with a love doctor. But we've skipped politics, which we will not do today because I cannot afford to lose more listeners from skipping politics again. Everyone's favorite segment of this. Yeah, it's my favorite segment for sure. There's nothing more that I love hearing about than how America is getting slowly and slowly flushed down a toilet. What's your least favorite segment on my podcast? Uh, honestly, recently it's been entertainment. What's your second favorite one on my podcast? Uh, I guess it would be politics then, because sports is always the best. What's your uh, second worst favorite? Second worst favorite would be politics. What's your absolute best? Sports. Oh, I think we got it dialed down. It's a good thing we're doing sports, guys. Hang on to your hats and buckle up or continue doing whatever you're doing because you're probably listening to this in a car or at the gym or maybe at work. Beer number one. It's everybody's favorite day of the year if you're a Lions fan, guys. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> it's the it's our own Super Bowl, the NFL Draft. We're filled with hope and promise, and we can't be disappointed because no matter what the pick is, we will love it. But we're not going to talk about that first because first got to talk about the NBA and some stunning things that have been happening. Mitchell, you are self-noted an NBA freak fan. Y- yeah. <laughs> uh, how, do you, how do you feel about these playoffs so far? I know you haven't been watching any of them. Well, I did watch one game, and all I know is that I witnessed the Houston Rockets score 50 points in the third quarter. That was insane. That was pretty crazy to watch, and it made me think that I probably should get back into the NBA a little bit, but I just watched so much TV, and none of it's sports unless football's on. (laughs) That's the problem when you don't have cable is you don't watch as much sports, huh? Very true. Very true. Um, Yeah, so the Houston did end up taking the series away from Minnesota, uh, which was an exciting series to watch until the third quarter of that game where James Harden and company went nuts and looked unbeatable when they play like that. Um, so Houston moves on. Timberwolves, I was rooting hard for you because I don't like Houston at all for some reason. I really hate James Harden and Chris Paul. Always hated them both. Uh, I never hated Chris Paul, but James Harden what for some reason. What a jerk that guy. Chris Paul, two first names. I just can't stand that. I just want to see him without a beard at this age. Like, what does his face look like? Is he really weird looking, and that's why James Harden has never shaved? I want to see him without eyebrows, because I'm getting sick of those. I want to see him without arms. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's see him play. Try to play uh, basketball without arms there, James Harden. You still can't be MVP like that, huh? Yeah, you think you're good without arms, too? You, I challenge you. You think you're hot shit? Yeah. I double dog dare you to cut your own <laughs> arms off. <laughs> um, so the Thunder beat the Jazz last night. Uh, that series, Utah leads 3-2. to two. That series just makes me super depressed as a Pistons fan because Donovan Mitchell is showing how much of a great player he is, and he's a rookie, and we could have and should have had him. Yeah, and you know why he's doing that? Is it because his name's Mitchell? I mean, I'm just pointing out the facts here. Mitchell, please, come on. <laughs> Mitchell, please. <laughs> Side note, uh, every time that I rap a rap song since I happen to be Caucasian, I replace the N-word with my own name so that I can keep a good flow going. And every time I rap one of Mitchell's songs, I replace the M word with the N word because I don't want to steal his thunder. Exactly. 100%. <laughs> um, yeah, so Jazz looks like the Jazz are going to win that series, but I don't know. The Thunder, they have, this is, they have their big three right now, but it's just not working out for some reason. I don't know how you put Paul George, Russell Westbrook, and Carmel Anthony on the same team and they can't beat the Jazz. doesn't make sense to me. It's not the same league it used to be, man. Carmelo Anthony's not as good as he once was. Yeah, nope. But Russell Westbrook's still amazing. 
Paul George is still amazing. That's true. Warriors beat the Spurs, moved on. Uh, shout out to Greg Popovich. His wife passed last week. Uh, he hasn't been coaching. I don't know. It seems like the Spurs dynasty may be over with the team not even able to talk to Kawhi Leonard for no reason. They don't know what's going on. Greg Popovich, I think he'll probably step down from coaching after 22 years of success and his wife dying and everything. So dynasty over. You think so? I think so. I guess we'll see. Warriors dynasty, they continue to win pretty easily without Steph Curry um, because they have Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. What a shocker. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Raptors, Wizards, uh, you know, kind of a boring series. Six, 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 six. Raptors are in the driver's seat with a 3-2 lead, as they should be for they are a one seat. Heat 76ers, 76ers move on. That team is fun to watch, I'll tell you that. Um, ben Simmons, rookie of the year in all likelihood, and Joel Embiid show us what sucking can lead to. Now, I heard that Donovan Mitchell was in good contention to get the rookie of the, weird, rookie of the year award as well. So there's three rookies that could realistically get it. Well, only two that could realistically, three that are potentially deserving, and that's Donovan Mitchell, Ben Simmons, and uh, Jason Tatum from the Celtics. But, you mean Jason Jason Statham from Crank? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> from all those car movies. Um, uh, but it's probably going to Ben Simmons from what I've heard. Um, even though people, because he wasn't drafted, he was drafted last year, um, but he didn't play. So this is still his first time playing. So that's why they're going to call him a rookie. Yeah, I saw a picture on Twitter of Donovan Mitchell walking into a game wearing a hoodie that was all black and then just had the definition of rookie on it. Because oh, really? he was, yeah, because he was competing. The fact that he should have won the rookie, or he should win yeah. the rookie of year award. It would be fun to see them to go off in the finals, which won't happen. But you know, it would be even more fun. What to watch him in a cage fight? I would take Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is like a six ten point guard, and they just don't make him that big. Ben Simmons can learn how to shoot pretty good. They'll, uh, I mean, his his passing is as good as what they said Lonzo Ball's passing was going to be. Yeah, and then Lonzo Ball just flopped. Lonzo Ball's a flop, everybody. Should have took uh, Donovan Mitchell, apparently. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, uh, the most exciting series of... Oh, before we get to that one, uh, Celtics-Bucks. Um, let's see, where's that at? The Boston leads 3-2, which is just... Give, a, give an award to Brad Stevens for leading that series when you lose your two best players for the year. I mean, they had. Imagine what this team would be doing if they had Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irvin right now. They don't have either, and they're still beating the Bucks, who have Giannis Antetokounmpo, one of the best players in the league. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive there. And then the best series, surprisingly, the best series: the Cavaliers versus the Pacers. I don't know if any of you guys watched that game last night, but LeBron hit a three as the clock expired to put them up over them and give them the 3-2 lead on that series. It's a lot closer than people imagined, but LeBron is putting the world on his back as he usually does, and I fully expect them to close it out in the next game. Didn't he drop like 60 points the other night? He might have. I don't. I honestly have been uh, – I've had to take a little bit of a step back from watching basketball because it really, really makes Melissa mad when I watch basketball. Wait, why? <laughs> she just hates it more than anything for some reason because of the squeakiness of the feet – the back and forth of it's the same thing over and over again. 
You know, I mean, basketball and hockey are pretty much just back and forth, same thing over and over. And soccer, too. And soccer. The only thing that's different is, like, football, and I'm sad to say it, baseball. But Yeah, but baseball's different in the worst way. Mm-hmm. Basketball and soccer and hockey, at least they're always moving. In baseball, there's, like, a solid hour of the game where everybody's just standing waiting for the pitcher to do something. Yeah, God. That's why they put a pitch count on. That's why we will not be discussing baseball on We this will podcast. not be discussing baseball, and... You know, we're going to pass on talking about hockey. First round's over, um, but we will come back to that if we run out or if we run out of time talking about the draft. So, Mitchell, NFL draft today, one of the best days. First round's today, second round tomorrow, uh, second and third round tomorrow, and then the rest are on Saturday. As Lions fans, we pick at pick 20. You want to start there or do you want to talk about something else? Well, I think we might as well talk about you know, the biggest question in the draft, which is where the where the quarterbacks go. So the the biggest question in the draft is probably who takes Saquon Barkley, in my opinion. Yeah, but I think that's a question that only has four answers. Okay. I think it's either the Browns. Okay. The Giants. Okay. The Browns again. Or I think the Broncos could take him. Let me uh, pull up the draft list so I can check it out. Um, yeah, so all right, let's talk about the quarterbacks. Mitchell, have you watched any of these quarterbacks play? Are you talking like live game tape or are you talking like highlights? Because I've seen... I'm talking yeah. either, I guess. Yeah, I've seen every single one of them throw a couple balls, a couple highlights there, and a couple downfalls. I do my research on the draft. I don't know why, but it's just the closest thing I can get to football. Which yeah. Is... <laughs> so I'm just kind of obsessed with it. Kelly catches me all the time just reading NFL articles, even though it's the middle of February. <laughs> uh, it's actually April now. I'm um, saying like in February. I don't know what's wrong with you. Um, so uh, so the the big five quarterbacks, uh, I guess we could say the big four because I, I will say the big five because I'm including Lamar Jackson in it. You know, no. Lamar, that's, I'm saying his name right? Is that his right name? Yeah, that's his name. I'm just confused on why you're saying the big five if you include Lamar. I think Lamar's part of the big four, wouldn't he be? Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Lamar. Mitchell can count to five mm. everybody. I thought you were also <laughs> including like Mason Rudolph and I was worried. No, I don't know who that is. Um so why don't you rank them out what you think is they are. Who who is the best quarterback? Uh, well, let's start from the bottom. Let's give me your fifth best quarterback that you would draft if you were the Cleveland Browns. If I was the Cleveland Brown, wait, that doesn't make any sense. Give me my worst ranked quarterback <laughs> that I would draft if I had the first draft spot. Well, let's say they take uh, a Bradley Chubb or Saquon, number one, and then magically some other. All, just, all right, just so give let's me, just get, say rank it from five to one. Just who cares? Okay, I'll say hmm, this is going to be tough. Okay, well, I'm going to start with mine. Yeah, what's your five? My fifth best quarterback in this draft is Josh Allen. Um, I don't even know if he deserves to be in the top five. All he is is has the prototype of a quarterback in terms of size and arm strength. His completion percentage is bad throughout his career, and he doesn't, didn't play anybody in Wisconsin. He lost to Eastern Michigan twice, which is pretty, pretty detrimental to his career, I think. Um, what? Yeah. I never knew that. <laughs> I, people only like him because of his size, and I just don't understand. He he will be a project. I guess you could mold him into a good one if you get him around the right team, but I'm putting him at five because I don't trust him, and I don't understand the hype. 
Well, I'll tell you what. Out of those top five, I definitely think he's going to go last out of those five, no matter what. You think so? I don't think so. I think probably Lamar Jackson will. No, I think he will now. I don't know if you've seen the news as of today, but uh, mm. from 2000, I think it was 2012, 2013, and 14, they pulled tweets from his old Twitter. Oh, really? Yeah, and all of them just had the N-word, just a bunch of racial swears. Like just, oh my gosh! So he was sixteen, seventeen. Check 18. your twitters, everybody. Yeah, uh. like for real. If you have million dollar opportunities or like political office like opportunities like that, why are you not just deleting all of this? Stuff? Right. <laughs> Start over. Get a new Twitter. You're uh. famous. You can get as many followers as you want. <laughs> right. I I might need to do that because this podcast is blowing up, and you know how I like to use the N word on Twitter. No, I know. I mean. <laughs> Honestly, I think your first three tweets were N-word, 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 and then N-words again. <laughs> now they're N-words. Um, okay, so who's your? So you think? So who is your five? Stop, I, I stop would be, also stop beating around the bush. I would also say Josh Allen. Oh, is it just because I changed your mind all of a sudden? No, it's not. I mean, I think Josh Allen doesn't have enough experience. I'm in. I think he could be the best quarterback in this draft, but like you said, I mean, he comes from like a nobody school, realistically, mm-hmm. and. I mean, if you lost to Eastern Michigan, yeah, you slayed me a little bit on that. But I did witness him at the the combine, you know, when I watched that tape of uh-huh. him throwing like an 80-yard pass, which is, if you can tame that, is amazing. But then we all know Jamarcus sounds, Russell. Yeah, it sounds like Jamarcus Russell is right. exactly what I was going to say. Don't get into coding, Josh Allen, and you'll be okay. Yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> uh, but you need to sit. You can't start right away. All right, so number five or number four, who you got there? Number four, I'm going to put Baker Mayfield at number four. Interesting. It, is it have anything to do with his if you take away his off the field concerns would you still put him there i'd probably put him at three okay but i think that the off the field concerns if i was like a gm i'd be like nah i just i don't think so mm-hmm. i mean like hearing about the stuff that he's done you know he got uh, into a fight at a bar um which i really can't talk too much crap about if you know <laughs> me personally but point is you know you have a million dollars on the line i don't um also Apparently, there's, like, a lot of reports that, like, when he scores touchdowns, he would, like, look at people on the other team and grab his junk. He did that once. I don't know. Point is, I think he's really fiery and competitive, and that could be a good thing. But, I mean, realistically, we don't know. And I don't know enough about him to say anything else than that. We got to take a brief moment, guys, to talk to Jeremy. Hold on. Hey, Jeremy, you were live on the Split Six podcast with me and Mitchell. How's it going? Oh, I'm live? Yep. Are you? Well, it's going good. Hello, Mitchell. Hey, Jeremy. Um, are you guys going to trivia? Yes. Okay. Well, when let me know when you guys are done. You guys are going to hang out after. Okay. We'll probably be at trivia at probably right at 730. Well, I'm not going. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'll talk to you after then. Wait, Jeremy. What? Really quickly, who is the number one quarterback coming out of this year's draft class? In my opinion? Yes. Baker Mayfield. Ooh, I just listed him as number four. All right, buddy. We're going to have to let you go. Yeah. All right, we got to let you go. We'll call you after. All right, bye. Bye. You just heard from Jeremy Mahar, the last or the second. He was on the episode. Or two, he was on the podcast two episodes ago. Okay, he's, guys. He's stop, been on here. Stop, stop bending my arm behind my back. Okay, so Mitchell's got Jeremy's number one quarterback at number four is who you got. Correct. All right, my number four quarterback is Lamar Jackson. And it's not because of because I don't think he'll be great. It's because I don't think he'll last. I think that there's a chance he could go the way of RG3 where he'll be stunning his first year. I Actually, I predict that he will win a ton of games his first year and take a team to the playoffs that shouldn't be to the playoffs. 
and probably win some fantasy leagues because that guy is Michael Vick 2.0, but with better passing ability. And But he's small. He's too small, and he'll get hurt. That's the only reason. That's only knocking him. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we should move to three. Yeah, so I'm assuming you have him at three? I don't, actually. Oh, wow. Who do you got at three? At three, I have Mr. Sam Darnold. Mm. Now, this is, just to be clear, this is not how I see them coming off the board. Yeah. But I just... This is who you think is going to be the best. I have a problem trusting the guys like Sam Darnold and, you know, even Baker Mayfield. Because, like, Oklahoma, great program. You know what I mean? Always has been. Yeah. USC, same thing. They're always up there, even though they got their, you know... He got into trouble and couldn't compete right. for a little bit. Because of former Lion Reggie Bush. Yeah, right. Of course. You know. Last 100-yard rusher. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, maybe. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I watched some of his stuff, and he looks just like – everybody looks the same on tape. And I don't know what these NFL scouts are doing till they get paid, you know, a million dollars to uh-huh. watch this shit. But when I'm watching it, he seems just as inconsistent, if not more – than, you know, the last two quarterbacks in my ranking here. Except for, of course, Lamar Jackson. He's just pure upside, and you know right. me. I mean, Michael Vick's one of my favorite players of all time before the dogfighting. Yeah. And then my favorite quarterback coming out of last year's draft was Deshaun Watson. So, kind of just like black quarterbacks that can run, you yeah. know? <laughs> Mitchell over here liking the black guys. Um, uh, well, at three, I also have Sam Darnold. Uh, threw a lot of interceptions, but he can make some things work. And keep in mind, this is all just from things I hear from people. I don't really watch the film, but I listen to a lot of experts talk about it. So, uh, you know, he's he seems like he's got some kind of a magic with his feet. Uh, or, no, he sorry, he has problems setting his feet, but he can still make magic work and is pretty accurate. I just don't think he's ready yet. He's going to take a little bit to develop, I think. All right, so why don't we move on to our number two quarterbacks. Mitchell, go ahead. So my number two is Lamar Jackson. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm not going to put him at number one because obviously I've seen him, you know, miss like passes that I could make. And I mean, I know I'm a great quarterback and led yeah. us to three, you know, flag football championships. And I don't think even Stafford could do that, but doesn't matter. Point is, <laughs> I just, I mean, he's got too much playmaking ability. I was watching uh, just a couple days ago, I was watching like a draft channel at lunch and they were pointing out how he missed a wide open read for a 10 yard gain and turned it into a 60-yard touchdown run. So that's the type of player where it could literally get you into the playoffs every single year, and then if you build around him, you could be dominant. Yeah, honestly, it seems like he's going to have an RG3 first-year type season, I think. But I just don't know if he's going to get hurt like that. Like, he's got to be smart, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see if he can calm down the, uh, the runner in him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Number two, I got Baker Mayfield there. So it looks like we both got the same number one, which is kind of cool. But Baker Mayfield, born leader, born competitor. He's got a lot of these off-field concerns. But honestly, if he took away all of them, I don't think there's anyone that wouldn't take him number one overall if you didn't have any of these off-field, off-the-field concerns. People are saying he's small, but you know what? I say fuck that to like people that want Josh Allen to go high because of his prototypical type size. Like, What the fuck does that even mean? All the best quarterbacks that play, the doesn't matter. The size does not matter. Russell Wilson... Drew Brees, um, and then I guess you can put uh, Tom Brady up there, who is close to prototypical size. You know, he's like six two, isn't he? Tom Brady, I think yeah. he's like six four. Well, if he, yeah, I mean, well, either way, then he's not even close to what Baker Mayfield and Drew Brees are, aren't they? Both 
they're like they're like six foot or something. And yeah. then Russell Wilson's like five eleven. Like I think I'm taller than Russell Wilson. Yeah, I think you have to be a true playmaker to play under like an average quarterback. I think the size. I think the size thing is just a myth that people like to draw the throw out there no i mean i think it's just simple like mathematics because if you have a six foot guy going throwing over an offensive line with an average height of six foot six six foot eight that's really hard to do right i mean but if you can do it in college you can probably do it in the nfl that's probably true too but also college is not the nfl as we've learned baker mayfield is quick he is uh determined to win and he will on sheer might win you some games it just reminds me of Stafford in that way he reminds me of Johnny Manziel is who he reminds me of I think just because he has off the field concerns doesn't mean he'll be Johnny Manziel and he'll be able to look at Johnny Manziel and what happened to him and learn from that no I think so too I think he'll be a better prospect in the NFL no matter what those off field concerns are the only reason I put him at two and honestly I wouldn't I wouldn't be ashamed at any team or mad at any team for taking him over our number one guy Josh Rosen yeah, and I do think it's cool that we both decided Josh Rosen, but I'd like to hear your take first on why you put him at number one. I put Josh Rosen at number one because of everything that people are saying that he shouldn't be number one. Because he's smart, because he's intellectual, and because football's not his number one priority is what people have said. That all sounds great to me. You, If, you're, if your number one priority is building a brand to make money, you know how you do that? You be good at football, and you be smart, and you'll learn. That's that's what's gonna happen, and like I said, I don't I didn't watch any of this film, but I just listened to people, and I don't understand the knock against him being smart as as a thing. Like I think that's a very big benefit. So the biggest thing that I've been hearing is that like a couple coaches said, yeah, you know, honestly, everything on paper, he's the best quarterback in the draft, but I just don't think that he's really loves the game of football. Like, let me put it to you like this: I don't love doing sales. Mm-hmm. But if I'm really good at sales, the company I work for is going to want me to work for them whether or not I like my job or not. Right. <laughs> so yeah. why does everybody care that if, if he doesn't love football, congrats, good. Football kills people and ruins brains. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Don't love it. Make some money. Play for 10 years. Try to win a couple Super Bowls. Get out. Yeah, I mean, and the fame will get – there's no way you don't get addicted to that kind of fame if you're good. There's no way. Like – He'll learn to love it if he doesn't already. True. Yeah. I don't. So I don't get that knock on him. I would draft him number one overall if I was the Browns. Or actually, no, I wouldn't. I would probably draft Bradley Chubb or Saquon Barkley because he most likely will fall to four because people don't have him ranked. Well, now that Josh Allen is a racist, it might not. But. I would trade. I would draft Saquon Barkley, take whatever of the top three quarterbacks is left at four, and then trade Carlos Hyde right away because you don't need him. Just trade him. I would not draft Saquon Barkley. Um, I think running back is kind of overrated. Um, the teams that draft running backs high don't win anything, and they're easily replaced. You just need a solid offensive line and a decent running back. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's those different make difference-making running backs, though, and if you get one of them, I mean, you can turn your franchise around. I mean, like, look at Leonard Fournette. Like, yeah, he'll without be there, him on be, that offense, they wouldn't have made the AFC championship. The thing is, because of how the league is now and because of how concussions are, he'll be there for four years, and then he'll be gone. Because he'll, they won't re-sign him because he'll demand too much money and he'll go somewhere else. Yeah, probably. But if Cleveland's going to do something, especially with the moves that they've made recently, I mean, you realistically got to think that they're 
their timeline is within like a three to four year period of trying to reach the playoffs or Super Bowl. So you'd rather have Saquon Barkley than pairing Bradley Chubb up with Miles Garrett? Kind of, man. I just think Saquon Barkley is a freak of nature. You could have a defense. The dude's a fucking monster. You could have a defense similar to the Texans if they had Watt and Clowney healthy and at their premium. I even saw a scenario where Saquon fell to the fifth. And I think, was it, you know, maybe the, the fifth, fourth. Oh, fifth pick. Like, fifth round. What are you talking about? No. God, no. If he fell to what the fifth. L- did he lose a limb? If he fell to the <laughs> fifth round, like, he got caught, like, robbing a bank and was being held yeah, on bond. On the day of the draft. Yeah. <laughs> Today. Five minutes. <laughs> no, but, I mean, I saw something to where, like, if he's in the, it's the fourth overall pick that the Browns have, and they already got their quarterback, and they're looking to take Saquon Barkley, but the Lions call him up. Because there's like, uh, I forget what the show is called. But either way, they do a whole bunch of different draft scenarios. And so the Lions call up and they're like, all right, we'll give you the 20th overall and Ziggy Anza for this spot. And then they trade up and draft Saquon Barkley. Which I thought was which would a be very, so dumb. very interesting choice, but I would never do that. Cause no, there, think, are, there, are, there are plenty of running backs you can get. And, I mean, it's stats do show and prove that in this league, running back does not matter as much as other things like receivers and quarterback and passing and offensive and defensive line those are those are your core quarterback offensive and defensive line is all you need to know about football that's what you got to do and that leads us to the lions who do you think they're taking at 20 i mean it's kind of silly to try to predict who they're going to take because we have no idea what's going to go on there's going to be a bunch of trades but how do you i guess i should ask you this do you want them to go running back i do if he's open if my Geis? guy's open, Geis, yeah. Nope, don't want it. But explain. Well, Geis is a tear, man. I think Geis is kind of like a, like the Dalvin Cook of this year. You know what I mean? He's got so much potential. He's really good, but there's a couple different little hangups that people are going to get caught on. Like, I know he had an injury in his senior year. Uh-huh. But for me, I mean, he's a pure runner. He's good. I think he should be drafted before he gets to us. But if he doesn't, if we add him... I think that we can piece stuff together. I mean, Bob Quinn's been pretty good at picking up some people in the later rounds. I mean, like Anthony Zettel was a definite hit. He's coming back. We he's got, got a motor that just doesn't quit. Yeah, he's got a motor that just doesn't quit. Word to Jay. You know what I mean? <laughs> but we also got Kerry Hyder, Ziggy Anza. I think we got a good defensive line core. I mean, obviously we need a different playmaker there. But, I mean, just as a Lions fan, purely off the fact that I've watched these last five years of us not getting a hundred yard rusher <laughs> it's just absurd and i just i can't watch another year of it i mean i know blunt could do it but if we can get guys and pair him with blunt and kind of do what the patriots type of do i don't give a shit C- copy the patriots in every single way please god <laughs> well then we got to get tom brady um the thing with the lions pick i don't want them to take guys i wouldn't be ranting and raving about it if they did uh i honestly don't care what they take I trust what Bob Quinn's going to do blindly uh, because he knows better than I do. And hope they trade down. Everyone always does. But I think Sony Michelle's a better running back than Geis, um, who I really would, if I had to pick, and I would I'd want them to draft Arden Key. Key, I forget how to say his name. But he's the guy from LSU, defensive defensive end that sat out, like just sat out for no reason. And they question his, uh, they question his work ethic and like he just left the team. But... No, well, he dropped out to go to rehab for marijuana, which is not a thing. 
Yeah, but that's what... Okay, this is what blows my mind about Arden Key. He leaves school as, like, a huge prospect. You know what I mean? Bound to make it into the NFL probably as a top 10 pick if right. he stays. That's why I want him. And he leaves to go to a rehab center for marijuana. And yeah. he goes and talks which is to... Not, which is not physically addictive. I mean, come on. Like, you go and talk to grown adults that are in charge of, like, making sure million-dollar products are available on a field, and you tell them all that you went to rehab for marijuana? Like, come on. What is that? Make, I, make something up if you're smart. Look at Manti Teo. He's still in the league, and he completely lied about dating a girl who had cancer for sympathy points. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, don't... God, it's just the dumbest move ever. Ma, Ma, Monty Teo. What a hilarious story for a draft. Yeah, throwback, <laughs> throwback Thursday on this beat. Oh, yeah, we are recording on a Thursday, one of the later days we've ever recorded a podcast. Well, you know, I had to catch a flight out here just to record this podcast. That's right. Mitchell is here. Not He's actually leaving before the wedding. Uh, shout out to Copeland and Chelsea. They're getting married. Um, we're going to be there standing, except for Mitchell has to leave, so he's not going to be there. Yeah, because I just wanted to do the podcast. Nick called me and said, hey. Uh, oh, wait. No, you're flying back tonight, and you're flying back home on Saturday for the wedding. Even, no, no. I'm, even though you don't work tomorrow. I fly home tonight. I don't work tomorrow, but that's because I'm going to be driving. So I'm actually going to fly home, grab my car feed the dog head out the door oh yeah because dylan and anna are coming up and no one's gonna be able to feed the dog so you gotta go back yeah so i have to fly home oh i see sounds like something dylan would make you do um <laughs> <laughs> don't worry he never listens to these things i know dylan you son of a bitch i'm not gonna listen to any of your redford stuff if you don't start listening to the split six podcast i also let him know that you make the redford joke and he didn't get it and i don't know how <laughs> i don't know um Moving all right on. so before we move on to our next segment mitchell any other draft notes you want to try out there how do you feel about them there being not that many good receivers or at least number one receivers in this draft i'm really excited because i mean i know the lions don't really play that way but if for some reason we went with the best player available and we drafted a wide receiver in the first or second like round ridley yeah if we did that i'd be super fucking pissed if we that's that I'd is a way to get me mad that's what i'm saying as a lions fan i think we need to go at least three years from this point, without drafting a wide receiver in the first or second round, let's just sign Des Bryant and trade Golden Tate because we're not probably not going to resign Golden Tate. Or I hope we do, but I let's don't. get Des Bryant on a low ball offer. Tell him that it's Two a year one deal. year prove yourself type of deal. We'll get him for this year because this is our Super Bowl run. I think I've heard you predict us going at. The lowest I've heard is 14-2. and two. We're going to the Super Bowl. That's what I've officially predicted. Well, if we can get Dez on the team, too, for a quick little, you know, $4, four million dollar salary. <laughs> yeah. Let's get him for 200 k Yeah. We'll give you the league minimum <laughs> we'll to go, play we'll, one year. We'll do but... GoFundMe to afford the rest of your contract. Maybe that's what we should do to get Lions players to sign here. We'll lowball them offers, but GoFundMe the rest of their offer they should make. Oh, yeah, so we just, as players... We break the salary cap, everybody. Beer number two, entertainment. I gotta say, this is probably one of my least favorite beers. That you've done on the podcast? Yeah. Uh, it's like, it's seriously so bubbly. Don't you feel like it's... Yeah, it's really bubbly. See, look, I, I, didn't, I didn't even do anything this... And it just... <laughs> I just exploded my beer again, guys. Like, like per usual. Good thing we got these coasters. Thank you, Kelly Placharzik. Oh. Mitchell spilled his, too. We're off to a great start, everybody. It's Elysian all over again when me, Keith, and Allie were here. But we're moving on to the entertainment portion of the podcast. Mitchell, there's no towel in here. I only have one. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mitchell. Mitchell. Nick. How are you feeling about this entertainment section we're about to do? Uh, you know, I'm a little nervous for it. I don't are have you, too much you, prepared. Are you pretty psyched for this? Um, yeah. That's right, guys. You guessed it. We're doing a deep dive into what the fuck is wrong with The Walking Dead, because I didn't get to talk about it last week. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, baby. So, as, <laughs> if any of you guys don't watch The Walking Dead or don't care about The Walking Dead anymore, if you don't care about it, listen. If you watch it still, listen. If you don't ever watch it, just skip ahead like 30 minutes and move on to the political section. <laughs> um, but uh, The Walking Dead concluded two weeks ago. It's, uh, what was it, eighth season? Eighth season. Eighth season, and it concluded it in a way that was not satisfying to me, and I don't know. I just That show just can't get any worse right now, I honestly think. You want to go ahead and give it a rundown of what happened on the season finale? So, essentially, the season finale is, hey, um, I'm Negan. I'm a motherfucking badass. Uh, you think that you got me trapped. Uh, uh, psych? No. No, I got you trapped this time. So Rick and his crew are going to do the final battle, and you think there's going to be this big glorious fight scene. You're getting all hyped for it. You've been waiting two seasons for it, and god damn, it was going to be glorious. But yeah. no, 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 they they got fucking swarmed. They, they were covered in all angles. Yep. Mm-hmm. And what were they going to do? There's no way out of it. They're done. They lost everybody's death, in my opinion. But the thing is, before you explain what happened, you know not everyone's going to die because they don't just end the show. No, absolutely not. And if they did, greatest show ever. Stakes are so low. If they if they ever killed everyone, that would be insane. If they killed everybody like and everyone that show ended... For Rick? No, no. They kill everybody, including Rick, and they do Rick the most brutal way possible with Negan beating him with a bat, and the show ends with Negan licking the blood off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the episode. No, <laughs> No, so they get cornered. Uh, they meet up in this big, oddly landscaped field. Yeah, just like a valley almost. Yeah, it, yeah, but a valley that has been taken very well care of by the local gardener. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, one thing that pointed out to me. But either way, so the whole fucking time you're watching the season, right, you got a couple characters that are not involved with the group, not by choice. Like Eugene got stuck with uh, the saviors. You got the pastor... The father, preacher, whatever the fuck you want Gabriel. to call him. Gabriel, blind man. Being stupid and annoying and I hate him. And then uh, you kind of realize something. You figure out that Eugene didn't know that Negan was going to win. And that's the only fucking reason that he created all the bullets to fire back at all of Negan's people. And boom, they gain an upper edge and Rick slits Negan's throat, but not enough to kill him. Because he has amazing pinpoint accuracy. <laughs> and they decide, hey, let's, uh, instead of killing Negan, let's lock him up in a prison. And just keep him there in front of everybody for a while. Which is very accurate to the comics. But You see, Mitchell right here just summed up the last 15 minutes of this episode. And the, only, the reason he decided to start from there is because nothing else happened. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. The whole other parts of the episode was just complete garbage so eugene does a character flip that doesn't make sense to me um he would it did it was completely out of left field you never saw him struggling with a choice um Uh, i mean i think you did i think you saw eugene struggle with the choice a few times i mean like 
even to the point where when he was originally making the bullets, he was making the bullets to support Negan. And then when uh, Gabriel was not, you know, made the bullets the wrong way, that's what he said. He said, I had that change of heart, and he came up with that idea. Yeah. But he was struggling with the decision of being really aggressive towards Gabriel. He's like, you motherfucker, you can't do this shit. And then, like, Gabriel tried running away, and that's why he was so emotional holding the gun. It wasn't because he really wanted to kill Gabriel. It's because he had already decided, hey, dude, I can't tell you this, but I made all the bullets wrong, and it's going to kill all of our people. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. The show, Killing Carl was kind of the last straw for me, though I'm still going to watch. And the only reason I'm watching is because I host this podcast, and it's kind of a pop culture thing. Now, see, I think I'm the opposite. The only reason I still watch the show is because they killed Carl. No, that's stupid. He was supposed to be the future, man. No, the future's still there. What? Now they're going to have a Maggie and Rick war? Enid. I like Enid. She's one of the few characters. Only characters I like now are Enid, uh, Aaron, um, uh, Rosita. I don't think I really even like anyone else. I'm glad they got Morgan out of there. This is what's going to happen. The world's going to be rebuilt by Judith, Enid, Enid's baby, who is the child of Daryl. His pro- his name's <laughs> probably going to be Carl. Yeah. Who's the child of Daryl? Okay. <laughs> Daryl's getting with that. Yeah. I mean, there's no identification in the in the apocalypse. So you know, you know that crowd. Like, if we they kill Daryl, we we riot. Is that still a thing? I don't Does know. Does anyone give a shit anymore? <laughs> no, I don't think anybody cares because their they viewership made... dropped like fifty percent this season. Well, they literally made Daryl eat poop on camera. So. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, hey, here's your favorite character. Don't kill him. Okay, fine. We were going to kill him, but now we're going to make him eat poop. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> you know, and the trash people, uh, that trash lady, um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't even know what I'm talking about, but this show is just not good anymore, and it needs to reset itself. Like, do you watch? Do you still watch Fear the Walking Dead? I never watched it. Okay. I mean, I've only seen, like, the first season, but apparently Morgan left the show and is going to Fear the Walking Dead. Which is corny as fuck. But uh, that's happening. Crossover alert. <laughs> um, but yeah, this... Well, if you're the one that, I guess they did like a three-year gap in time between seasons to put Morgan over there to catch up with where um, The Walking Dead is. Interesting. Yeah, so I think Fear the Walking Dead is probably doing a little better because it's only on its third season and not on its eighth season. And like, there's just... Negan just dra- dragged out too long. And in the comics, the reason I'm so pissed with them killing Carl is because in the comics, like, a big part of the next step, next step of the journey is, like, Carl talking to Negan while Negan's in jail and, like, getting influenced by him a little bit. Right, yeah, I did hear that too. But I think something went down between the actor that played Carl and the producers or something from what I read. He probably was tired of playing Carl and wanted to expand his role to a different thing because, I mean... Being on a show for eight seasons is a lot. That's like your whole life. And, yeah, and, not and you're only a young that, actor. You're, you're playing the worst fucking character in the whole <laughs> I show. I liked Carl. I was one of the only Carl supporters. But Oh, God, I hate Carl. Hate him. Yeah, so um, only ways to save the show, in my opinion, those that one old lady with the, the new technology, you got to start going more into that. Whatever that helicopter was, you got to start going into more whatever that... like ultra set society is you can't be doing this stupid shit battling with another group that's got to be done that's all you've done the whole time you battle with the governor 
or, well, I guess you battle with the people at the farm. You battle with the governor. You battle with the people at um, the what is it? Where they ate people? Oh, uh, terminus. Terminus. Then you battle with the people at Alexandria. You battle with the wolves, and then you battle with Negan. You gotta do. You gotta find some other plot point. You can't just be fighting people that just progressively get worse and worse. They start, they, they, you can't get worse than Negan. You can't get worse than Negan. You gotta well, like having some political things going on. Do you remember when we had the? God, it was probably well over a year ago now, actually. But the first time that I was on the podcast with like uh, Mike and Jake and uh, just, back in the early days when we were using one microphone to record six people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Those days. But you remember when Mike spoiled it? What what he th- oh, yeah. what happens next in the comics? So you're mm-hmm. aware of that, right? With the f- faces that they wear? Yeah. So I think that'd be pretty fucking cool if they do it right though. Like if they just make it turn into another group fight thing, that's something, but like I don't know. If they can figure out a way to spin that correctly, I think that's a really cool idea for the show to have people migrating, acting like zombies, like whispering to each other. Aren't they called the whispers? Yeah. I'm wearing a zombie mask on my face. And I'm not getting infected even though bullets going into my orifices. Yeah, I'm you literally wearing a zombie skin on my face because it's cool. Like, like seriously, <laughs> one, of the, one of the plot points for this season was they put like zombie guts on their weapons and they got people turned into zombies. But the gang literally always gets zombie guts on them to hide themselves from the zombies. How do they not get infected with that? I guess if you don't, if no. you carefully don't get it in an orifice, but what if you have a small cut on your skin? Like, no, yeah, that's what it is. I think it has to be like uh, the same way that you can get AIDS. You know what I mean? Like it has to be blood mm-hmm. on blood. But that's what they they didn't just throw zombie guts on them. They coated their ammunition in zombie guts. I, I know, but like I'm saying, when they throw zombie guts on you, like you don't get any of that in your mouth. Well, no, even your I mean, but you'd have to have. Like an open cut when everything in your mouth heals very quickly. I think it's very realistic that that would not get a lot of people infected. Yeah, maybe one or two of them. But, I mean, fuck, it's TV, man. Game of Thrones is one of the greatest shows ever, but dragons aren't real. Okay, I I really, (laughs) really hate that argument because they're real in that world that's created. And, and, you know, they follow the rules of that. That's true. Yeah, zombies aren't real either, so. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I hate when people say that wouldn't happen, and then people or when something like unrealistic happens, and people say like it's a TV show, anything can happen. Like, okay, well, the point of writing is to make things believable, and in a fantasy land that you create or a fantasy world you create. But, I guess it's it's just really it's got to be really fucking hard to not have a couple plot holes here and there. Oh yeah, plot holes are fine. Like, I mean, my favorite show of all time is Lost, and there's tons of plot holes. Oh god, yeah. They actually renamed the show Plot Holes three yeah. years after it ended. <laughs> Plot Holes 815. Um, but, you know, only my favorite show just because of how much I was obsessed with it and I love it. I have, like, first love connection with it. But, uh, honestly, the best show ever was The Leftovers. I've only seen the first, like, four episodes of The Leftovers, and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. It's just I was in a period of my life where every TV show that I watched, I watched with Dylan, and then Anna moved down. And then me and Anna started watching TV shows together, and Dylan started taking a lot more phone calls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Inside joke. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. Um, so, Walking Dead, let's let's put it... You know what would make The Walking Dead successful? What's that? They put a cap on it. 
tell us when it's going to end. Uh, and everyone will be excited again because if like say, okay, we got two more years left, you know, Oh, we got Paul Vogel calling again. It's a busy day. Everyone. We're going to put him live on the podcast. Hey, Paul, you are live on the split six podcast with Nick and Mitchell. How's it going? Am I seriously live? Seriously. Split six is on Wednesdays. Well, it's on Thursday because Mitchell came home today. What's up, Paul? Oh, what's up, Mitch? What's going on? Not much. How much more you got left? Uh, we got just enough. If you're calling to ask me about trivia, we're going to be at trivia. We'll probably be there right at 730. Who, you, Mitchell, Dylan? Who? No, not Dylan. Me, Mitchell, and Melissa. Okay. Sounds good. All right. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. I'm sure that was great radio for all you guys. Um, <laughs> thanks for bearing with me. I mean, I don't know. As a listener to a podcast, I feel like it'd be hilarious if every podcast that I listened to, they actually answered all their personal phone calls. Right. I'd love that. That's my type of humor. <laughs> Speaking of humor, New Girl is back. And we did talk about it a little bit with uh, uh, Jeremy on his pod that it was coming back. But it came back. Mitchell, are you caught up? I am I know not you're caught not, up. You know you haven't watched the new season, but are you caught up with the old ones? No, I uh, have... I'm kind of like a Netflix watcher with New Girl. Okay. So I have not gotten to the sixth season that they just released. Okay. Well, um, it's okay. Uh, it's really cute and really sentimental, and it just makes my heart warm. Well, I love that shit, so I'm all yeah. about that cute stuff. Because, you know, they, they do like a three-year flash forward. This isn't, this isn't, these aren't spoilers. Uh-huh. But, um, and it just, it just like shows them like a little more grown up. Okay. And where they are in their lives, and you know, it's just, uh huh. You, you know, it's ending, and there's only eight, or eight, eight episodes. So, wow, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Make you sound like I'm talking boring over here. <laughs> no, I just, um, I've had a long history of listening to this podcast. Yeah, and even when you say I'm not going to spoil something, there's about a 97 percent chance that you'll be like, "Listen, I'm not going to spoil anything." Something really important. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't reveal any plot points. Um, but all right, so we'll move on from that. Everyone, check it out if you watch New Girl because it's just fun to watch the sh- a show end when it knows it's ending. True. Because they did they they thought they were getting canceled for their last season because they weren't re- renewed. The one that just came to Netflix, season six. Um, so they kind of ended it ambiguously, but now they get to conclude everything, so it's great. Yeah, it's awesome. I heard the people from the show actually petitioned. Yeah, they like begged the uh, creators or the network to let them just give like a final farewell. Oh, wait. Hold on. I learned that on this podcast. So check out the <laughs> last week's episode of this podcast. Well, it would have been two weeks ago, actually, because last week we did Love Doctor. True. True. Mm. Um, M- Mitchell, there's something else we have to get to. Um, Westworld. You into that yet? Yeah, I've seen the whole first season. Okay, it, the first episode just came out on Sunday. God, what am I doing? You're just like, you needed to watch two more episodes of TV before you were on this podcast. I thought I told you to be prepared. Yeah, you told me to be prepared, but not about what. And trust me, I love the 100. I love Westworld. Well, and- we'll get to the 100 in a second. Well, yeah, we can't talk about either one, though. Don't worry, I won't spoil anything. Okay, go ahead. Tell me about it. So, um, Westworld is back, baby, and boy, is that first episode exciting. Uh-huh. They're doing... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reveal some... Not pl- some some plot points, but not what's happening. Just style, okay? Okay. So remember the first season? There was like three different timelines going on. Correct. Still happening. Okay. So you still don't really know what 
the like, fuck is going on? Yeah, you, you, they leave it really <laughs> out there. There's a bunch of theories online that I have not read, and I advise everyone who doesn't want to be spoiled to not read because Patrick Mahar, shout out to you again, did ruin it for me by telling me a theory that turned out to be true for season one. So I don't want to know. I want to be surprised and yeah. I want to be confused because that's what makes a show great for me. Well, I never would have watched Westworld if I didn't have your HBO Go account to watch Game of Thrones. And then one day Dylan went, hey, what's Westworld? Yeah, and then we watched the whole entire first season, which was only, what, eight, eight episodes? I feel like it was more than that by two. Uh, ten? I thought yeah. it was eight, though. Maybe twelve. Either way. Um, but, yeah. He's violent delights. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I was hoping you'd finish that, but okay. I, I haven't seen it. Have, in, have in violent ends. That's what it is. It's been a while. I need to rewatch it before I start watching the second season. Right, God, let me just tell you what happened in this episode. No. So- <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Move on. So- okay. Um, everyone's favorite sh- favorite show that's not good, as in me and Mitchell's favorite show that's not a very good show, is back as well. The 100, baby. If you don't watch that show, yeah, you're not missing much, but it's an exciting premise, poorly executed, but for some reason I can't stop watching. Dude, it's because this... The idea of the 100 is so awesome. Like, if, if the Why 100... Don't you, give, give a quick synopsis of the series. Okay, so imagine that the world... Okay, so imagine the world in five years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nuclear so, war, everything's blown up. So imagine the planet is no longer... Trump's able. piss tapes came out, and he's pissed and nuking everybody. Yeah, everybody's nuking. Or, like, imagine if Hillary would have won the election and gone on her period in the office. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I had an old man tell me that once. That... I, I had uh, one of my friend's dads telling me that. Okay, we're, we're too far ahead. Um, so, yeah, nuclear war happens. It's, the not, planet... it's nothing to do with Hillary Clinton, this spot, or this uh No, this absolutely not. Or Trump, for the yeah. record. Um Nuclear war happens. The planet is inhabitable. Just for the record, I I, I don't think uh, that the world's going to end, end soon from nuclear war. I give us five to 500 years. Okay. okay. All right, go on. So anyway, yeah, the nuclear uh, war planet. I don't. In- I don't, I don't. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> so the planet's inhabitable. Nuclear war happens. Everybody goes up to a giant space station, collective collectively created by all of the nations on planet earth and they realize after doing the science numbers and the thingamajigs that run all of these programs to decide when they can uh, successfully return back to earth and it will be healthy to avoid the radiation exactly yeah i was just trying to talk really fast and sound smart but realistically they're just trying to avoid the radiation but here's the kicker on the space station there's limited supplies so you keep having kids we're gonna kill your kids if you do something wrong, we're going to kill you. Okay, I feel like you're summing up like the first episode of season one. Well, yeah. This is the Split Six podcast. Did you not want me to spoil it? <laughs> um. <laughs> you need to get a little bit farther into it. Okay, end of it all. Let's just say 100 kids from the Ark get sent down to Earth. All right, to... let me do a better job than you real quick. Okay, um, go ahead. Nu- nuclear war happens on Earth before the show starts. Everyone's well, wait, don't in... forget that. Everyone's living in space. <laughs> uh, and... Faster. <laughs> everyone's living in space and they're running out of supplies so they decide to go test the earth by the kids that are all in jail so they send the 100 kids down that are in jail you gotta be quicker than that and they go down to test them out and see if the radiation's fine and the radiation is fine but only because they've been exposed to solar radiation in space for so many years it slowly normalized their body to it and now this story is about 
those kids surviving on Earth after they land. Okay, I feel like I was describing it the exact same way that you did, just in a, a different direction. Well, let me stop you right there. Well, no, let me you ask you this. You talked about Hillary Clinton's period for like five minutes. Okay. <laughs> First of all, you have a bad sense on time. Second of all, there's nothing wrong with talking about... today. I'm sorry. There's nothing wrong with talking about women's periods, and when are you going to grow up and accept that women are part of our society? You know what? When are we going to give women women's hygiene products for free so i mean when are they going to be able to vote yeah no well that happened already when oh yeah mom didn't tell you wait are you serious this the mom doesn't vote because she just is uh okay all right anyway anyway um (laughs) i think we were talking about the 100 yes okay so this is a show where two people sit down they go back and forth they sit in lawn chairs in front of a camera and each one rattles off a number now, this goes on for a series of 100 minutes per episode, and it goes one, and then 60 seconds goes by, and the other guy goes two. Okay, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, all right, so we gave you this synopsis, but uh, the show is just honestly not the greatest show. Uh, I will admit that, but I really like it for some reason. Yeah, I think we're just like cult watchers of it. This last season, the season before the one that just aired, really really didn't like it until the last episode and prime fire baby if you know what i mean prime fire prime fire no i think it's prime fire prime fire prime fire whatever prime fire sounds better it's probably prime fire fire god this beer is just not good mitchell i wish we could have picked an ipa i just i really didn't feel like drinking it too hard at all i didn't want to pick too hard i'm saving that for my 100th episode oh nice um, yeah, so this new season started off. I watched the premiere. Um, I'm satisfied. I think it was good. I kind of forgot who half of these characters are now. <laughs> <laughs> um, because, you know, there's still the... You got the classics like Bellamy and Clark. Yeah, the only... I feel like the only two classics that really matter anymore. You know, oh, well, Murphy. Murphy's, yeah, he's still there. Oh, you know that. Well... They're not just going to just kill off a lead character without telling you. you That's know? true. Yeah. So everybody in the... Either way. Yeah, let's move on. I, I can't... All right, Mitchell, you wanted to spoil the hell out of One Tree Hill or something? No, it's not even that I wanted to spoil the hell out of One Tree Hill. I just wanted to talk about the fact that I've never seen One Tree Hill. I've seen like bits and pieces here and I was like, oh yeah, typical drama high school, you know, high school girl show is the way that I would describe it. Okay. It's, like something that I could see all of my past 2012 graduates watching while we were in high school. Sweet, dude. So, I know you're not going to be excited about this, but I just want to describe this episode using less than five minutes of their storyline within an episode. This will describe the entire series. So, just as a little backdrop, it's about high schoolers. All the boys play basketball. All the girls are cheerleaders. And... Everything goes fucking wild during the course of the entire episode every single time. Sounds it, like Greek. No, not like Greek. Greek was funny. This isn't just funny. This has funny moments. Is it a comedy? No, it's a dramedy for sure. Oh, like weeds? I mean, there's funny in it. No, not like weeds. I would describe it more along the lines of scrubs without the lighthearted humor. Does it break the fourth wall? Uh, I don't know what that means, but yes. Like how Scrubs people talk to the camera sometimes? Or is it just internal monologues? No, like, there's no there's no internal monologues and there's no looking at the camera. Okay. So it's 
let me just pretty much put it like this, right? You follow mainly like four people. There's a jock, a wannabe jock, a cheerleader, and like a cock, a nerd. Whatever. You know, I'm not even going to tell you the whole synopsis. I'm just going to describe to you a scene in this show that literally happens in almost every episode something this crazy. But watch. So, Nathan we're Scott. All, we're all looking here on this audio forum podcast. Listen. <laughs> Nathan Scott, the number one basketball player in the nation for high school recruits, uh, gets into some money trouble because... His wife, yes, his wife in high school, who's also pregnant with his child. In high school? Oh, yeah. They're married, and they have a does child on the way. it takes place in the 1800s? No, it does not. It takes place in the 2000s. You sure? 100%. Okay. Let me finish. So, his wife... Hey, listen, I'm going to let you finish, but Beyonce should have won that award. No, I'm going to let you finish, but Taylor Swift is way better than Beyonce I, at playing the guitar. I, out okay maybe <laughs> okay so check it out i'm gonna i'm gonna run it by really quick and i just want you to hear everything that happens so please nick just let me finish this <laughs> okay. one sorry go ahead all right so nathan scott number one basketball player in the country has a wife who is also a very famous musician and is pregnant and they're both in high school gets into some money trouble Runs into a man who's really sketchy, obviously. Pulls up in like a Cadillac to talk to him and is really... He just looks like a thug. Tells him, hey, I can help you out with your all your money problems. Gives him money. Says, you have to pay it back to me. Doesn't have the money. Says, okay, well, why don't you just start shaving points in your basketball games? So he's betting on high school basketball. He loses a, or wins a game by a certain amount of points on purpose. BetDSI.com, everybody. Then... He gets into the national cha- or the high school championship, and they want him to throw the game. He decides not to throw the game. He's not going to let go of his pride. Wins the game. So this dude runs down his pregnant wife in a car. He runs out, chases the car down, beats the guy up, kills him. His brother, who is also a abandoned child of the previous Nathan Scott's father, wait, wait. comes out to support his best friend, who happens to be Nathan Scott's wife also, but they hate each other, but at this point they're pretty cool. He has a heart attack looking at her on the ground because he has a heart disease that he didn't disclose to his mom because he didn't want her to worry because you can't play basketball with this heart disease. So she goes to the hospital because she got hit by a car. He has a heart attack and goes to the hospital. Nathan runs down the street a block, beats a man to death because he just hit his wife with a car. His dad pulls up, sees it happen, takes blame for it, goes to prison. Luke goes into another world. His brother, by the way, the one that had the heart attack. (laughs) another world another world an afterlife and speaks to his uncle oh oh wait hold on did i not finish his uncle was murdered in cold blood by his brother who is nathan's father who took the blame for killing for trying to kill Haley, who is the pregnant girl laying on the ground wait what that's a that really happened in One Tree Hill this This happens this show is not like what i thought it was this happens over the course of Maximum thirty minutes, <laughs> and that's one. How does it resolve? Episode. The end of the show, or just that whole situation? That whole situation. Okay, so the guy died on impact in the car. Turns out Nathan didn't beat him to death. So Dan gets out of prison. Nathan has a newfound respect for his father, but he also knows that Wait. his father killed his brother or his uncle. So 
Because of the afterlife experience? No, no. Nathan didn't go to the afterlife experience. Luke did. His half-brother, who was impregnated by his father. His mom was impregnated. Not, not the guy. His mom <laughs> was impregnated by Nathan's father and then abandoned Wait, what happened to the girl mom. with the baby? Oh, she lived fine. She just ended up getting in. You know, she was completely fine. But Luke woke up. Turns out he had a heart attack. Told his mom that he had a heart problem and he shouldn't have lied about it. That's insane. That sounds like something I need to see. You have no fucking idea, Nick. This show is so bad that you have to watch it. Wow. That is uh, pretty fucking wild. Yeah, it's... <laughs> oh, God. It's so wild. Um, yeah, that is blowing my mind that that is a show that that's what One Tree Hill is. Somebody yeah. that gets beat to death, but he was actually dead the whole time. Yeah, and the guy sat in prison for like at least like two months. You just and not noticed that the guy was just dead and he's just beating a dead body? <laughs> well, yeah, because he was so mad, right? He saw his wife get ran by and got a car, and then the car crashes into a light pole. So he grabs the guy out of it and just starts hitting him, bouncing you, his head. Will you pull those shades? Yeah. Uh, we don't normally record this early, everybody, and uh, the light's fucking with me. <laughs> but I'm telling you, Nick, this show is the most wow. ridiculous show in the world. And the best part I, of it I is... Was, I was a little skeptical letting you talk about One Tree Hill on my podcast. You get it? But now I <laughs> totally understand. Fear number three, power. The president grabbed me. All right, everybody, on to beer number three, everybody's favorite segment of... Oh, wait, did you want to do this part? No, go ahead. I've still got to choke down one of these last beers because I do not quit, and every single podcast I've... Jesus fucking Christ, I didn't even get the cap off. <laughs> oh, well, like I was saying, everybody, this is everybody's oh, favorite section. I found a miraculous towel. Oh, my God, we just found a towel. I hope there's That tells you that there's hope for politics yet. This is a comrade. Just kidding, everybody. It's not a comrade. This is, Wait, this is the... officially the worst beer we've ever had. So um, we let I would it recommend, say... a, recommend against Ordock Brewing Company and their Seizo beer um, because it explodes on you. It doesn't taste good, and it tastes it tastes like it, it almost like champagne, but not good tasting. No, it's pretty bad. And I need it, that. It... And I need the opener still. What'd you, you have your own opener. Why'd you take mine? I have my own opener. You should have a, a Baratheon one around here somewhere. I don't think I do. Oh, never mind. Well, either way, you know what the weird thing is? That I'm drinking a beer and chasing it with another beer, which I will not name because we are not going to brand beers that are not being used on the Split oh, Six no, podcast. We are past that point. Go ahead. The Bat Blue Light is much better uh, than this beer. Uh, man, I was going to tell them if they dared to listen back into the episode, but... Don't listen back. You already heard it. Why would you do that? You don't double listen to every podcast you listen to like I do. <laughs> I have only listened to one podcast twice, and it is serial. Oh, boy. All right. Time for the weekly segment. Oh, what? You, you're raising your hand. I got to pee. You want me to pause it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Moses is in the shower, so you can't. Can I just go in the backyard? Okay. <laughs> We've BRB, guys. Take a moment and listen to our sponsors. All right, everybody. We are Back here on the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we split the back and talk about the reading and for the course of one beer. And it is time for our weekly segment entitled Trump Tweets. Oh, he just sent a new one, guys. Twitter fingers turn to Twitter. Wait, what? Okay, so let's find some good ones. <sighs> okay, so this is something we can talk about. Congratulations to Republican Debbie Lasko 
or let's go on her big win in the special election in the Arizona House seat. Debbie will do a great job. Press is so silent. Mitchell, did you guys live in that county that Lesko was running? Um, I'm not actually sure if she. I, I think so. Yeah, I think she ran for Maricopa County, and I'll tell you what. I've seen her on commercials, and I don't know what it is, but you just take one look at her, and as a left winger, you just go, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> like Arizona's already bad enough with the the red state and all, and Governor Doug Ducey and. It's just already a shit show when it comes to politics and just seeing a woman get into power that's like, uh, she reminds me of like the female version of uh, what's that guy that was like creeping on girls in Alabama or something. Oh, Roy Moore. Yeah, just like really dumb. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I feel yeah, um, she It was a really close call um, in a state that is notorious for being red. So Democrats do not fear we are close. Um, the fact that we the Republicans had to spend millions on this election and we didn't spend much shows you that there is a blue wave coming and we're going to tsunami the shit out of you guys. Yeah, and hey, not to branch off from the whole Trump tweets things, but just really quickly, um, as most people that pay attention to the news at all would know, there is a teacher strike going on in Arizona. We will talk about that. Uh, okay, so you want to just come back to yeah, it? Yeah, we'll come back to that. Okay, for sure. Um. Okay. Next tweet, and these are I'm not I'm not picking these out in any order. So, busy day plan. Looking forward to watching President Macron of France address a joint session of Congress today. This is a great honor and seldom allowed to be done. He will be great. That's all capitalized. That's how you say it. Um, yeah, Macron seems like one of the only other country leaders that knows how to work Trump and is good at working Trump. Um, so. You know, Macron, please save us from this terrible person. It's not going to happen. We're going to see a full four-year term from Trump, and then hopefully the American public will turn his back. Um, next one, Flotis, which is First Lady of the United States, did a spectacular job hosting the president of France, Emmanuel Macron, and his wife, Bridget. Every detail was done to perfection. The state dining room never looked more beautiful, and Washington is a buzz over what an incredible job Melania did. Well... Down really good that you're putting your wife uh, and pointing out her wifely traits. Yeah, you know what you should be pointing out? Maybe the multiple women that you've had an affair with <laughs> while being married to. Well, her. to be fair, I'm I absolutely 100% positive Melania is not with Donald Trump based on his character. Yeah, that is fair. <laughs> yeah, but I, I heard since the Stormy <laughs> Daniels things came out that it's very rare to see them two in the same space. Yeah, there was a fo recent photo at uh, Barbara Bush's funeral of her sitting next to the Obamas. And she's just so smiley and happy. Then every time you see her next to Trump, she's just like... Got that frown on her face. Yeah, nobody yeah. can see your impression except for me, Nick. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I forgot this is an audio medium and not a visual one. We are live on Facebook right now, actually. Not true. I have cameras. Yes, that's actually very true. 100%. Believe him. I yes. do have cameras in this room. Don't believe it. They're not on. Oh, okay. But I do have a camera in here. You watching me? <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to meeting with Tim Cook of Apple. We will be talking about many things, including how the U.S. has been treated unfairly for many years by many countries on trade. Yeah, uh, I don't want to get into trade war stuff because I just don't have the time to explain it all, and I don't know it that well. True. Um, this is a... Tr 
a, a Trump tweet that Donald Trump himself retweeted, <laughs> apparently. Um, Democrats are obstructing good, hopefully great, people wanting to give up a big portion of their life to work for our government, hence the American people. They are slow walking all of my nominations. Hundreds of people, at this rate, it would take nine years for all approval. Um, I think he's referring to the head of the VA that they're trying to approve, which was his personal doctor that did tell Donald Trump if he keeps maintaining this lifestyle, he'll probably live to be 200. <laughs> this is just so ridiculous. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and just lip service to a man that probably believes him because he believes what he wants to believe. Yeah, and not only that, but I am I have two perfect examples of why not just Democrats, but the American public does not trust your nominations or your recommendations. Uh Betsy De- DeVos, 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 yeah. Betsy DeVos and Jeff Sessions Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Yeah, the guy they, that compares marijuana to heroin use? <laughs> like, this dude, he literally is just surrounding himself with so many stupid people that you might just by a slight chance take a look at him and be like, damn, you know what, Donald? You're kind of bright. You know, here's the thing with this guy. I'm, I, I'm, excuse me for forgetting his name. Um, I'm not going to even pull it up because you all will forget too. But he was Trump's personal doctor. He was also the personal doctor of Obama and Bill Clinton. So, or wait, it might, might be George Bush, but so he's worked for both sides, basically. But uh, he's been accused of being very lenient with his drug handout. Like he would give people Ambien's whenever they wanted or Percocet whenever they wanted. He's accused of being drunk all the time. And it's by like 20 different sources. And Trump himself said that kind of like he said, like he would, if he was this guy, and in many ways he wanted to be this guy. And I'm, immediately think like okay this guy must have a hot wife if trump wants to be him but (laughs) i was gonna make like three different grab and pussy jokes but i just don't think those are appropriate (laughs) um uh but he was saying like if you know um he doesn't deserve to be treated like this and if i was him i wouldn't do it inferring what some people think that maybe he should step down from this nomination um but if this many people are coming out against them. We've seen time and time again, numbers matter, and maybe maybe we shouldn't jump to the, to conclusions with certain things. But when you have multiple people in multiples in the twenties, he probably has something wrong with him, and probably doesn't. He has no experience leading the VA, but he's supposed to be in charge of all the veterans. So I don't know, Trump. Why don't you just pick somebody that's actually qualified for something? I know you're not qualified to be president, but doesn't mean everyone else that you appoint has to be not qualified to do what they do. Well, no, that's the new wave in America. Uh, we actually are switching our platform. We used to want people to know what they were doing and be experienced in the field that they are in charge of. But now, actually, believe it or not, I actually just got offered a position at my work for HR because I have hmm. so much customer service representative experience. Yeah, and I just got offered a position at Alcoholic Anonymous to lead that. Because you drink so much. Be- yeah, because I know all about uh, quitting drinking. Yeah, 100%. I actually got a call from the Jets the other day to see if I wanted to try out for quarterback. <laughs> and I asked why, and they said, well, didn't you work at Benny's Pizza Pub for a few years? <laughs> and I said, well, yeah, I did. And they said, well, look at Donald Trump, man. That's all we're looking for is experience in some sort of manner. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's what's going on. Uh, this next tweet's a doozy. Um, it's Trump quoting a t- tweet from Kanye West. You don't have to agree with Trump, but the mob can't make me not love him. 
We are both dragon energy. He is my brother. I love everyone. I don't agree with everything anyone does. That's what makes us individuals. And we have the right to an independent thought. Donald says, thank you, Kanye. Very cool. Yeah, so um, number one, I've always had a hatred for Kanye West. Well, not always. Ever since he put out an album labeled Yeezus instead of Jesus, I just kind of, you know, if you're going to compare yourself to major, major, not majority, uh, under majority of the world's religion. Minority? Minority. <laughs> <laughs> under majority is the word that we're using now. It's America, Nick. Get used to it. But point is, um, I do want you to do something on that little computer of yours. What Go ahead it? and look at the tweet directly within minutes after the tweet that Kanye this posted. One? No, that, no, not that one. That one's actually a little bit later down the line. But that Kanye posted directly after that. But you'll notice that Trump's strategies are very sometimes they're smart because he chose to retweet that and say hey guys kanye west loves me but if you can actually find the looking through kanye's twitter and there is like like six tweets in a row of him posting these little the little cartoons i I don't i don't understand (laughs) (laughs) well that's just kanye west if it's not freaking wild then he's not gonna like look at this one this one's a picture of a tape or like a scotch tape roll and two snails that kind of look similar to it and it says iterations of ideas are how culture evolves what does that mean um what is it It says iterations of ideas are how culture evolves it's got two snails looking at a tape roll that looks similar to them I mean, that is, I feel like what he's, the fuck does that mean? I feel like he's trying to imply that when they created tape, they were like, you know what? A snail's body is a very good design for the shape that our uh, product should come maybe. in. Maybe. You know what? Side note. What the fuck goes on in those snail bodies? Like, do they have like a swirly in-core? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you think that all of their, just because they have a swirl on their shell, they have to have <laughs> Spinning organs inside of them. Oh, come on, where is this? Oh, here's one I agree with. You can say anything as long as you put the right emoji next to it. That's true. That one I don't argue with. But there's one. God, where is this thing? Uh, Kanye's back on Twitter, everybody. He was uh, gone for a while, right? When was that tweet from with Donald Trump? Do you remember you know what day that was? Okay. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to look. He has been tweeting a storm. Oh, here, here's that MAGA hat one. Okay, so it's a little farther down from that. Uh, how many far down? He's tweeted a lot in April 25th. It's like directly, directly after the Donald Trump one. Oh, the original the Donald original Trump Donald one? The original Donald Trump one. Yeah, it's all done on the same day. He just ended up tweeting like 37 things on the same day. Unless he deleted it, which would be even better. Okay, so essentially, let's screw it. Yeah, so he's tweeting about fake news. So essentially what he tweeted was, I love Donald Trump, uh, compared both of them to having the same energy as dragons. So essentially they're both fake as fuck because neither one of them exist in real life. Or they're Targaryens. Or they're Targaryens. One of the two. It's a mystery. I don't think we're ever going to figure that out. You know, Targaryens are known for inbreeding, so. (laughs) (laughs) That's true, yeah. You ever seen, you ever seen Ilyana? Ilana? I don't know anything. What's his daughter's name? Ivana. Ivanka? Ivanka. <laughs> Ileana. Ileana, Alana, Ivana, Ivanka. 
Mr. Booby Butthole. Um. <laughs> oh, God. But basically, so he tweeted that. He's like, yeah, I love Trump. You know, like, I don't care what anybody says. I love Trump. And then he goes, next tweet was like, but I love Clinton, too. And I love Obama. And I love everybody because everybody has something to offer to the world. But Trump went ahead and retweeted two things. A picture of the MAGA hat and a picture of him tweeting about Donald Trump. Not mm-hmm. about the fact that one of his famous supporters just is going completely insane. Instead, he said, oh, thank you so much, Kanye. Very cool. Like, first of all, what are you doing supporting this guy as a well-renowned Christian? You're not supposed to support somebody that compares themselves to your Messiah. Well, I don't think Trump's an actual Christian. Well, I don't think he is either, but he's trying to portray one. Well, I mean, all he has to do is say that he is one. I mean, he is one of the greatest actors of our generation. I don't know if you ever saw Home Alone, but besides the point. The point is that he's president now, and he's retweeting a rapper while trying to gain social status when that rapper immediately negated his statements by saying that he loves everybody in the world. So you can't say, oh, yeah, he supports Trump. I should support Trump, too. Realistically, it's just fucking Kanye West losing his goddamn mind because all he does is eat Kim Kardashian's booty and make booty-ass music. Now, see, um, Kim Kardashian did tweet out that she thinks it's really unfair and ridiculous that people throw out the word insane too much referring to mental health problems that Kanye may have or may not have um and I agree with that and you know if Kanye wants to support Trump that's fine and you know anyone can do what they want but you just have to realize like you know Kanye this this is where the issue comes in because Kanye and his platform is probably going to influence other people to support Trump which, because Kanye supporting Trump makes sense, because it's supporting his own interest. He's a rich person. He's gonna benefit from Trump. But did you hit anyone that supports Kanye or listens to Kanye? That is, I mean, I'm sure he's got because he's a he's a rapper. He's probably got a lot of black following. And Donald Trump is a racist, and you are giving him credit for going against your own kind, essentially. Yeah, and I mean not only that, but I don't. Okay, so like, this is something that uh, has been crossing my mind, kind of steering away a little bit, but whatever. That's fine. Solid transition. This is why we save this for the last. So I was on Facebook the other day, and a good friend of mine, Jeff Adams, posted a status, and it said, "If you decide whether you like or dislike somebody based off of politics, then you're the worst type of person." The worst? I mean, come on. They're a child rapist. Yeah, but either People way. People that eat little babies. Even if we're not making ridiculous comparisons. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Were you trying to get serious? <laughs> I'm just saying. Think about it like this. If you're telling me that if I base who I like and you know, if I can get offended over politics, that makes me a bad person. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, am I fucking crazy to say that politics directly relate to your morals? Like, 100%. Some politics, obviously, yeah, yeah, maybe the tech. Inherent inherent beliefs, like social politics, for sure. I can can see that. Yeah, like, but my belief in morals a lot of times plays into politics. You know, like with DACA, with, you know, like, I mean, gun control, everything along those lines. It's not necessarily me saying, hey, uh, no, the Democrats believe that there should be more gun control. So since a whole bunch of high schoolers got mowed down, I'm just going to support that even harder now. It's right. like, no, I mean, I actually had a flashback on Twitter from five years ago that said, you'd probably have a different stance on gun control if your family was slaughtered in a school shooting. And I still believe that to this day. It's yeah. 
everybody's going to talk smack about it until these little hick babies realize that their guns that they have might end up killing their family one day, and then maybe they'll you know, think differently. You know, um, we can go toe-to-toe and talk about economic strategies between the right and the left, but talking social strategies does not... It just That's the only thing that doesn't commute for me, like gay marriage and whatnot. Like, any, any gay marriage or climate control or anything like that, just well, I will refuse to cave in. You want to talk about how we should tax and which ways are the best way? I, I, I could be open to that. Exactly. But being socially liberal is not a discussion. And you know what, Republicans out there, if you guys want to run a socially liberal platform with a Republican economy platform, you probably will be in control forever because like that's all, all you have to do is not be sexist and not be racist and not be homophobic and you will gain control of the country yeah. forever and but you can't do that because your whole entire base is based on sexist racist and homophobic people yeah 100 percent. and like the best thing is too that whenever we bring up the fact that the republicans are going to be more steering towards you know racism and bigotry and sexism all this stuff Everybody says, yeah, but the thing that you don't remember is that your party founded that. And then you got to hey, well, look back at it. platforms. <laughs> but nobody fucking knows that. <laughs> and everybody's like, well, your party is the reason that the KKK was started or something like that. And you'll be like, uh, dumbass, just read a fucking history book. Right. <laughs> Please. Yeah, it's, it's insane how people make their – like I see people posting – and a shout out to Brian Arnaldi who's been on this podcast. I see him posting these memes that are like very far to the right. And I'm like, where do you get your information from? Because if you just get your information from memes on Facebook, then yeah, you know what you're getting, you know what you're conspiring with? You're conspiring with how Russia rigged the election for Donald Trump. Because they did it on memes and they did it on tweets and they did it on organizing events through social media to make Hillary Clinton out to be a criminal, where even still they are talking about her with all of the Republicans' political ass because of how polarizing people hated her a lot because she was a woman. And they are... It's it's all shit that isn't true. And it's, it's just a conspiracy theory. And people believe it because they see it on social media and they say, see people they know and like retweet these things or repost these things. And it's a probably one of the biggest problems facing our country. And that's why Mark Zuckerberg's been in the news so much because of shit like this. But see, the hard thing for me is, like, finding a way to reach common ground with this. Like, you know, because, I mean, I believe that one thing in life is that we all have to be able to have... I mean, kind of like you say at the end of your podcast, that it's more important to hear what somebody's saying to you than what you're saying to them. But at the same time, if you're saying something to them and they're laughing at you and mocking your opinion which is often something that I seem to find when I'm talking to somebody on the right side, Mm -hmm. whether I'm being condescending or not, because I do switch between it, and it is a choice when I decide to be an asshole to you. Just so everybody that I've been an asshole to, it was on purpose. I meant it. (laughs) And it was personal. And it was personal. (laughs) Take it to heart. I mean it. I'm not going to back down. We only get one life. I'm not going to act like a goddamn jabroni. YOLO, baby. But like this tweet, like this Twitter thing, it just bothered me, because I know for a fact that Jeff is on the left. I know he is. I've talked to him about it, and he's a mm-hmm. good person. But he has a bunch of people on the right side tweeting on it saying, like, oh, yeah, you're right, man. I hate when people attack me for my personal beliefs. And they were so quick, like, oh, god damn, I hate getting attacked for my personal beliefs. Hell yeah, Jeff. Way to go. Posting and sticking up for us. But realistically, you're, you're talking just... talking about our brother Jeff or Jeff Warner? Jeff Adams. 
Jeff Adams. Yeah, Dr. Jeff. Oh, okay. Yeah, shout out to Jeff Adams if you've ever listened to this podcast. If you happen to make it to this episode, Jeff, well, we haven't seen each other in about two years, but I love you, man. But that was a dumbass <laughs> post. Seriously, though, if you don't think that morals relate directly to politics, then you're just lying to yourself. And I can't have a conversation with somebody that's going to say, you know, that's going to ignore the fact that there's systematic racism, that there's blatant racism given out from the pres- president, sexism, everything along those lines coming from majority of one party. I'm not saying Democrats mm-hmm. are perfect. I heard some dude just got caught diddling somebody in a hotel. But point is, hey, it's the logic is of fun. It. Like, I don't care. No, I'm saying an underage person. Oh, that's not okay. No. <laughs> yeah, that's should probably clarify. Before somebody like puts the pieces Like together. you're allowed to diddle whoever you want as long as they are consenting and of age. Yes. And of age is the key part. Uh, well, consenting is probably more key, I think. I think it think. was a representative from like Nebraska. What do you think? What do you think is more important? Of age or consent? Oh. I don't think either one is <laughs> This is probably more a conversation important. we shouldn't even have and I was trying to make it funny but it sounds very <laughs> terrible. <laughs> You know what the most important thing is? Love. (laughs) Don't have sex unless you're married and in love and have committed to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Yep, that's true. That's exactly true. Praise Jesus, or as I like to call him, baby God. Baby God. (laughs) and uh, Sexy, muscular baby Jesus. (laughs) I'm gay for Jesus, you know. Well, if you're not gay for Jesus, I'm, I'm, are you uh, even I'm for saying, Jesus? I meant Jesus. I'm sorry. Back no, to Kanye. We've been talking about Kanye this whole time, right? <laughs> um, no, that's my whole point. That's it. No, yeah. You have to... When I say at the end of the podcast, it's more important to listen to somebody else than it is for somebody else to listen to you. I believe that wholeheartedly because it's important. And, and, and to explain that, it's important to understand why people believe the way they do because there is a reason people... Even, even if people believe like something that you find completely ridiculous and like such atrocity to that belief you have to figure out why they do because that's how you understand how they feel that way like a lot of the a lot of the like most most people aren't sociopaths and aren't psychopaths and they believe like if if they're racist or if they're sexist or if they're homophobic it comes from a place that is genuine to them and they're not bad they're just misinformed and been guided steered wrong their whole life whether it's from religion whether it's from their parents whether it's from the media as in i i.e fox news or whatnot you know like if people want to be racist against black people and they 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 see all this crime happening in, in inner cities you know and they think black people are just are prone to be fighting and whatnot or they 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 think they're inherently different like some people believe that black people have like an extra muscle in their body (laughs) (laughs) an extra ligament in their legs so they can jump higher yeah no that's play the basketball that's just white insecurity of not being better athletes than black people but they believe that for a reason and that reason you have to figure that out that's the question yeah so you can correct it now the problem is there was a study released kind of recently that like the more facts you throw at an argument against somebody who inherently believes differently than you the more stronger they disagree with you and believe in their own things so that's the problem that's the hard part is how do you convince people that they're wrong when you have factual evidence that they are and the answer in my opinion is to relate to them even if they're terrible relate to them understand them and get them to understand you because that's what leads to growth. 
I think I actually cracked the code. I mean, no, like what you're saying is the right way to do it and the right way to have conversations with people. But if you want to get through to somebody, what you have to do is you have to match their strengths. So if you're talking to somebody who's extremely right wing and has very strict views on very, I guess, waivable politics, you know, something that can go either way or the other, uh, what you have to do is you have to lie. And you have to just make up statistics and sound extremely arrogant about it. And then all of a sudden they'll be like, well, hold on a second. This guy's got a lot of confidence. Whether or not he's been in a political office or even opened a book that is related to politics, I believe everything he's saying because he sounds like a good businessman. And that's how we got our president, ladies and gentlemen. Round you know, of applause I was, to I, the American people. I was, uh, I was watching this video of Trump speaking. I think it was on... Uh, Last week tonight with Chan Oliver, but it literally sounds like when he's telling he he goes talk, he, he's talking he's like oh man when I'm president guys you guys are all gonna be so rich oh, you're not even gonna believe how rich you're gonna be and it sounds like what I imagine a pyramid scheme pitch is you know what I mean yeah. like, <laughs> like that's how he won the election he sold us a pyramid scheme and I I I. I don't think it's going to work out for us. And, you know, every everyone that if everyone wants to say the economy is doing great right now, that's fine. Yeah, it is. If you want to tell me that it's Trump's cause, throw me some facts that can support how Trump did it and how this isn't lingering from Obama. Because those tax cuts, the only legitimate legislation he passed besides racist travel bans and whatnot, is, it have, had just gone into effect this year. And everything else is from Obama. So you yeah. tell me how. And uh, one more thing. Since we're venting about the fact that sometimes we think people believe in really fucking unintelligent things or just unbacked up theories. Can I please just bring up something that has been bothering me to the goddamn core for the past three years? Yes, but you have to do it in 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Here it is. Uh, how come you guys gave such a fuck about homeless veterans being on the streets and not getting support from government when we decided that we were going to accept a few extra refugees coming from countries that we are destroying? And then as soon as that conversation ended, you guys don't give a fuck what's going on with homeless veterans. Time's up. I Sorry, you are a sexual assault uh, person now. Oh, God, dude. Hashtag time's up. Yeah. But you get my point. No, I get your point. I'm sorry. I've I was trying used, to make a stupid joke. I've used this in so many different rap songs. I actually recently wrote this rap called You're a Racist. Check it out on my next project that's coming out. Wait, we'll get the plugs in a second. Mitchell, um, before, I'm sorry I can't let you explain. I just have to get to something real quick because we only have, looks like, a minute left before the music starts playing. Uh, there's been a shooting, mass, uh, mass shooting in a Waffle House against a naked guy that people took the guns away from him. But... That he still got guns, so that happens. Um, there's been a terrorist attack in Toronto where a guy drove a bus into a bunch of people. And I was, I was going to ask your opinion on this because he, he drew, drew revenge a bunch of people, and then they found out later on like his social media that he was a celibate but not by choice. So as a celibate not by choice, because you can't get laid, um, how do you feel about that? Wow, that was a really big build-up <laughs> to a really shitty joke. That was a shitty burn. <laughs> <laughs> That was a really light burn, <laughs> especially because you have a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I have a girlfriend for over a year, so I think you're making the wrong jokes. But um, <laughs> well, that's all the time we have, everybody. Wow. All right, Mitchell, yeah, hell of a way to end it. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we split a six pack and talk about three different topics each over the course of one beer. Mitchell, thank you for being my host. Thank you for being my brother. 
Where can we find you? What do you want to plug? All right, guys, that's Gela Gela Swella. That's going to be on Twitter. That's G-E-L-A double times two with Swella. That's swell with an A. But more importantly, check me out on SoundCloud. It's Mitchell with Gela. It's Mitchell with the last name that Nick has. Figure it out. Be resourceful. But I'm coming out with a new mixtape. Probably going to be the last musical project that I ever produce. Dope. But I'm hoping you check it out. You it's got at least five dope. years left of life. You're doing yeah, I mean, well, I know I'm going to live till 26, but that's coming up quick, man. I'm almost 24, so. All right, follow me on Twitter at Nick Wigella. Follow me on Instagram at NWigella. Like us on Facebook at Split Six Media. And remember, it is more important to listen to what somebody else is saying to you than it is for them to listen to you. One more thing. Stop being pansies if you listen to the podcast just share it be okay to share with what you love in the world rate it review it subscribe to it this is a good podcast i've listened to a lot of shitty ones and this is a good podcast and he's not biased at all no i'm not and you guys know me all right trust me okay and one more thing if you put your hands on the table flat and lift them up to a 90 degree angle and start shaking them and talking that's donald trump thank you for (laughs) splitting six with us Pew, pew, pew.